0: Hi, welcome to
1: the 12th house. I'm Michelle and I'm Wallace,
0: and we're happy to have you here. (laughs) We're
1: so happy you're here. If you're new to the 12th house, welcome. This is a podcast where we pull the curtain back on all things business of wellness and intuitive business and talk about the concepts, ideas, and you know little funky things that don't often get mentioned that's the 12th house in astrology you know it's the unseen so we're just taking our little flashlights shining the light pull it back put a little spin on it yeah remix it flip it and reverse it maybe you know and if you're old here hi welcome back we're so happy that you're here probably here because you listened to last week's episode because this is a part two this is what did you think about that did you like that part two do you like being on edge waiting (laughs) edging we got a drip drop the content (laughs) we're not netflix or are we sometimes netflix does make you wait a week right
0: yes honestly it's a good model i like Mm. some anticipation
1: i do too but i also just binged bridgerton Mm. season two
0: that's comforting
1: yeah it was nice Mm. i just was like horizontal for 12 hours Mm. wonderful it was great (laughs) although i did fall asleep for probably three episodes
0: Sometimes what you need from TV is a really good nap. That's true. So it serves its purpose. You know, you need the
1: break from your small screen.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Big screen. On the other pod that we make. That's an inside joke for our Good For You listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the ghouls out there.
1: But we are back this week talking about part two of creator archetypes. If you were not feeling seen, if you are feeling left out because maybe your creator archetype was not mentioned, in week one well good news you're probably gonna get dragged today so get stoked get excited
0: speaking of actually bridgerton i bet there's some really cool archetypes in there
1: oh my gosh yes
0: i'm uninitiated in the bridgerton
1: universe so can't really speak on it but oh my gosh stacy and i were just texting about it because she also had not watched bridgerton and it it's the first time around yeah and she was like Oh, I'm gonna start Bridgerton tonight and it's like oh my god season two and she's like no the first one I mean I don't know I don't like it's not really my thing and then she texted me three hours later she's like this is the best show I've ever seen She's <laughs> <laughs> like
0: how have I missed this <laughs> what I know about it is lots of hot sex
1: yeah it's kind of like really boring until they're all of a sudden boning ah. and then there's like a Taylor Swift remix like on cello and then like Ariana Grande like on a string quartet and it's kind of fun
0: Shonda, she knows how to do it. She knows how to write.
1: I actually think that Shonda is actually our next archetype. Like that's a perfect example. So the two archetypes that we're going to talk about today are the empire building futurist and the hermit. And I would say Shonda is such a good example of the empire building futurist. Yeah. Some other people who come to mind are Julia Child, Emi Notuso, Brene Brown, and Flex Mommy, who we love and who was one of our witches of the week when we used to do that on this podcast. Yeah. She's so
0: cool. Oh, she's so cool. Go check her out. And she
1: totally has an empire. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. The empire building futurist, when they are light, when they are balanced, they have like big MG in human design energy. Their fingers are in all the pots and like everything is simmering really nicely. Nothing's getting burnt. Nothing's getting cold. Their content is the through line to their products, services and platforms. And it all just works together in one big, healthy, bustling kitchen.
0: I once watched Shonda Rhimes' Masterclass. I think gonna say masturbate? Oh. <laughs> Whoa, <what>? Whoa, <laughs> left Wait, did you like it? I thought she had some interesting point it's about
1: writing i feel like it's less a shonda rhimes problem and more a masterclass problem yeah it's the format yeah
0: i mean it could all just be a podcast (laughs) i don't need to sit there staring at them staring at me Their
1: content strategy on masterclass could probably just be they make like buku cash on their ads through a like through the podcast right they probably make more money yeah on ads than they do right now although i guess they make a lot of money on subscriptions yeah i don't know i'd love to see the analytics of that company She brings up a point
0: of talking about ambient research, something that we've talked about on this pod often, and how much time she spends reading the news every morning Hmm. and makes a point of reading, I forget how many, but she said something like five or ten different diverse news sources cool and her point in doing that is that everything informs everything Mm -hmm. so you should be as a writer always aware of what's happening globally because whether it happens subconsciously or consciously you're going to be integrating what's happening culturally into your work which is why I think it speaks to a lot of why her shows do so well. She's always kind of on the ball with culture mm-hmm. and knows what's up and knows how to integrate it and speak to people in the language of the current dialogue.
1: That's so interesting. And that yeah. totally makes sense. Also, just like given the range of the types of sh- shows that she creates. Yeah. You know, Yeah. That's like such a great example of that empire building futurist at their best they're able to sort of juggle everything. And it's not Mm -hmm. even juggling. It's more like it reminds me more of cooking and having many pots, like things on the burner. But, you know, it's all coming together Mm -hmm. in some like massive, delicious feast. The other thing about the Empire Building Futurist is that they really see the big vision for what they want to do and be. Like Mm -hmm. they have that... 10 year 50 year vision i'd say Issa ray is also an excellent example of the empire building futurist and they don't always know what the next step is going to be like exactly what that's going to be but they always know that they're going from point a to point c and they don't get themselves tripped up in the fact that they don't know they're on point a or step a and they know what step b is going to be but they can't really see step c yet they're like that's fine because i'm not even through part b like I just have to worry about one thing at a time. And I know what my end vision is, my long, like what I want the world to look like and my world to look like. And as long as I keep checking in with myself, I know I will orient in that direction.
0: They follow their curiosities Mm -hmm. and they invest in their passions as they come up. And not the sexiest example, but I was thinking of Martha
1: Stewart. <laughs> That's actually a really good example. Like oh, another is... amazing Empire building futurist. Always pivoting. Yeah, CBD, wine, yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, probably <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she went in on Instagram. Martha Stewart is like in her 70s. Yeah. (laughs) And she has like a fucking killer Instagram. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing about the futurist. They're more forward thinking than like the trend spotting evolutionary who we talked about in our last episode. They really see the future, but they're also pretty discerning. The difference between the trend spotting evolutionary and the empire building futurist is that the evolutionary tends to jump from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Like they're almost in test mode Mm. because In some way, they kind of don't know who they are Mm. necessarily, Mm -hmm. right? Like as a transpotting evolutionary, you're watching trends because you don't have maybe even your own sense of self and style Mm -hmm. of like what you love, Mm -hmm. which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that means that the transpotting evolutionary can develop into the empire building futurist because the futurist truly believes in the future, sees the future and is like discerning about the future that they want to create. As cool as this person sounds, everyone is cool. They also have shadow, as we all do. And when they're out of balance, they really just try to do too much, you know, and they burn out. And I think Chandra Rhymes even has a book of like my year of no. Oh, or my yeah. year of yes, maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Opposite. <laughs> she does have a yes, but I feel like it's not what you think. It's not that she was just saying yes to everything. Right, right. Because I think she went through like pretty
1: catastrophic burnout at some point yeah, yeah 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 which totally makes sense if you are doing a million things and all at once
0: anyone who has kids and an empire <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how, how do you do it I don't know I mean, Please call me <laughs> she will admit to I think she said a few times like I've made sacrifices of not being as much of a quote-unquote I don't know what words she's used so I don't want to put words in her mouth but she hasn't been the stereotypical mother that people would expect um, mm-hmm. and has made sacrifices that I think she said, like, you know, her kids would have maybe rather
1: that she hadn't. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's pretty astute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is bound to happen, especially when you're not listening to yourself and maybe you even get not caught up in your own hype, but just caught up in the cycle, right? Of like people wanting more of you and yeah. getting accolades. It's like, well, this is a good thing and who knows when it will stop? Like who knows when my luck will dro- Like, yeah. will end? So I better take advantage of it while I can.
0: Well, also the strength of your no muscle as you're building an empire. It's like as you have more opportunity and grow a bigger container, mm-hmm. sure, you get to say yes to things that you want to do more. But you your no muscle has to be very lean, mm-hmm. very
1: strong. Yeah. And like discerning. Yeah. You know, Not just no because you're like, I have boundaries. So I say no to things like that's a stupid reason to say no. Right. And speaking of that no muscle, you know, sometimes in the attempt to do a lot of things and reach a lot of people and know that that's your end goal is like helping as many people as possible or connecting with as many people as possible you can dilute your message you know you can make bad partnership choices and you can lose the thread you can forget quality matters over quantity and that leads of course to burnout but that also burns out your audience and sometimes when you get so big you also become unrelatable and the initial Mm -hmm. thing that had gotten you accolades or had gotten you on people's radar to begin with the reason why people loved you you might forget that and you might forget that content that relatable content That actually got you to the position that you're in yeah so what's the strategy for an empire building futurist well think about a spider web how does everything that you're interested in all fit together in this unique web that's intersectional your empire is like a crystal there are different facets that represent different perspectives on the same idea that you're exploring think about almost your life having a philosophy and every project that you take on is a way of explaining that philosophy from a different lens or perspective. I think Flex mommies are a really good example. So Flex Mommy, you can follow them on Instagram and they have a bunch of different things that they do. They have their close friends list. They have actual physical products, these games that you can play. You actually gave me one for my birthday. I think. Yeah. Where you can ask other people questions to connect with them. Which one did I give you? I think it's the questions one.
0: Mm, I have never have I ever, which oh, is funny. Fine. That's really Because you're like, I'm now a teenager again. But <laughs> the. You guys want to make out? <laughs> yeah. Very
1: <laughs> elevated questions. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They're really fun. And they do really well. She has a ton of decks and like connection mm-hmm. games, basically. Yeah. And then she also has a platform called Future Group Chat where you can connect with, basically, it's like a matchmaking system for other people who are you know like-minded i think a lot of like entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs yeah. yeah but flex mommy's like platform or i would say her philosophy or their philosophy is like connection and mm-hmm. human connection and mm-hmm. how can we create real connection over the internet or in real life doesn't she have sex toys
0: did i imagine that
1: oh i think she might maybe. have sold with sold some the on products yeah yeah that, that also totally makes sense right, right? So even though like she has literally a product, physical products, a virtual platform, future group chat, and then all of her online content that she makes, it all is woven together in this really beautiful way that totally makes sense contextually. And you also want to think if you're this empire building futurist, that your many sources of income are going to equal overflow income. Like your abundance is going to come from having many things that you're sort of funneling people into Some people really thrive with just having one product, one service. Remember the stoic, but empire building futurists, you need to have many things that you're working on.
0: That all inform each other, Mm -hmm. like the web. Exactly.
1: But just be careful about spreading yourself too thin because that is going to be your natural inclination because you're interested in so many different things. And also, by the way, you're probably good at a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, this one is interesting, especially for this archetype, but I think it relates in slightly different ways to each archetype and we're going to be talking about burnout more in a few weeks but especially as you're trying to juggle and spin many plates I guess yeah it's an art to know when to give what attention to which one at which time And that takes a lot of practice.
1: Yeah. And I would say like the empire building futurist to continue to evolve in this archetype as opposed to transitioning to another archetype like the stoic or like the hermit, which we're going to talk about in a second. You really need to have like amazing delegation skills because you're not going to be in charge of everything. Totally. And I would also say while I mentioned when light, this archetype has big manifesting generator energy, they really have projector vibes from the human design perspective. Because they can see from a bird's eye view how everything is connected. Mm -hmm. And I often find, I'm a projector, you're an MG. Mm -hmm. I often find when I talk to projectors, they think they're MGs. Like they they like vibe on MG energy. Yeah.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: or people, or they masquerade as MGs. Well, it's kind of part of the evolution. Yeah. It's
0: almost like, yes, and, but also... When in light and once in your power, it's like maybe more of a projector kind of
1: evolution, right? Exactly, it's less like your boots on the ground actually stirring all the pots yourself, and it's more like you know who's stirring the pots. So, we've officially entered Q2, and I don't know about you guys, but we are busy launching a lot of fun, exciting, new, interesting things at Holisticism. When are we not? And (laughs) while we're doing that, we are also very wary of reaching that dreaded burnout state. Hence, I mean, this entire podcast series on how to spot burnout and avoid it, right? And alongside that, I don't I don't know how you feel about spring, but I always get this rush of energy of wanting to clear out the cobwebs, literal and metaphorical, and make space for fresh new things to happen in my life, which is why we're so excited for the new content, speaking of fresh to death, that our All time favorite app, Open, just released on their platform over the last few months. In case you missed us drooling over Open when we discovered them like a year ago, Open is a breathwork, meditation, and movement app that's truly like no other. It is honestly amazing. (laughs) And I've tried a lot of meditation apps in my day, trust me. Really tried to make them work for me. But open was really the only thing that stuck. And here's why. Their teachers are outstanding. George, hi, George, our former VIR of last year, has the best breathwork classes. Manoj Diaz, who's been on the podcast before, leads these transcendent, amazing meditations. Also, you have to go listen to his interview. And Ali Maz, another podcast guest who is also brilliant, truly makes me believe in yoga again. And I think that that's honestly a miracle. Who I never thought it would be possible. All the classes though really are just chef's kiss amazing. And the music, the curation, the set design, it's double take worthy. And they make it really easy for squiggly brain people like me and maybe you to pay attention because the production quality is so, next level, and the content is just so good. They do not miss. So, if you're like us and you're feeling a little bit of that pre summer slump, join us as a community on May 1st for a free 30 day challenge on Open. Thanks, Open. We all need a little reset to give our brains a little shower and make sure that our mind, body, and spirit are locked and loaded, <laughs> you know, and, and that the channel is really clear, especially if you're a creator. That's really important. You have to hone your vessel, to make sure that when those messages come through, you can communicate them clearly. And I found that meditation, breath work, mindfulness practice really helps me. So try Open May Challenge with us. It's free with the code Holisticism. And we're going to do it as a big community starting together on Sunday, May 1st. You can sign up at open-together.com Backslash holisticism, or you can use the promo code holisticism. It's gonna be really fun. I can't wait to participate with you. So, our final archetype is the hermit. And as a creator, I feel like this archetype is really old. Mm. Like maybe the empire building futurist is a little fresher, mm. but so many artists, so many creators have been hermit vibes, yeah. <laughs> you know? Some really good examples are Agnes Pelton and Hilma Klint, who are both women painters who painted like the metaphysical world and have amazing stories into themselves. A more modern example, I think, of this would be Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. He's such an example of the hermit creator.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we're all obsessed with him.
0: And always wondering, what's he doing? Was he thinking? He's was so he hot. Making? I, I can't wait to,
1: for yeah. his next album. Yeah. Like, please just bless us with anything. Yeah. A single, a record. I don't care. Yeah, a collab, mm-hmm. a water bottle. I don't care. I'll take anything. Just like a droplet of your <laughs> essence, just something. Just throw us a pound. But like, even this conversation is a perfect example of like how we feel about the hermit, right? Elusive. Exactly. We're just like, oh, I want to know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. so cool. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with them, and also like a little frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, but where are they? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know. When they're light, when they're balanced, they're mysterious and honestly, they're elusive because they're dedicated to their art. Mm -hmm. Like they're making and often they're living, Mm. right? Like Frank Ocean is such a good example of that. Like he went and lived in between his two albums and like had to get something to write about. Yeah. Also, the hermit is deeply connected to intuition and spirit. They are Mm. like a literal channel when they are balanced. They are speaking truth to power. They are like pulling something forth from another dimension and they're throwing it into whatever they create. And they really emerge when the world needs their art and their voice the most. They're kind of like, in a way, a hero or a guide. A guide is a better term. That steps forth from the shadows when we need a light. Mm. But the hermit can be out of balance and I actually think of all the archetypes this is the archetype that falls out of balance the most mm. it's an extreme archetype you yeah know? to like go hermit yeah. mode is pretty extreme
0: well and I have a few friends who are like this <laughs> and you're like I love you but like can't be in the inner circle no you can't you can't or, or maybe you're in theirs but they're not in yours. room right, <laughs> right. and right. then when they emerge they're like what's going on let's hang out all the time right. for like you know Three a months. month yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like later
1: thanks <laughs> you never hear from them again yeah. yes oh my god i used to have a friend in new york like that it would be it would be so fun when they would emerge mm-hmm. from their west village apartment and then yeah you wouldn't hear from them for six months but also, I, I have a soft spot for them. Me too.
0: And then you're like, Oh, well, all right, see you later. I also like,
1: there's something about it where you're like, yeah, it leaves you wanting more. Yeah. In a way, right? Yeah. It can be pushed to the point, and this is when shadowy, right, like where it's just annoying. It's annoying yeah. to not hear from someone or you know, you know, to like dedicate care and attention and like, wow, oh, I really love this person and their work. And then not hear from them or mm-hmm. not be able to like cheer them on. Just side note, people want to root for you. Like people want to help you. So don't be afraid of that. Like someone told me that really early when I started Holisticism and I think it like changed everything for me. Like people want to help you. But when out of balance, the hermit archetype is overly precious. You know, they're like almost miserly with their work to the point of like, no one can see this. This needs to like exist in this black hole. I'm not going to publish it until I'm dead. Like Helma Offlimp, right? Oh, people won't understand it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that worked well. Or maybe like who knows what would have happened or what could have changed if her work was published and made available to the general public when she was alive. Who knows?
0: Yeah. And it's also this illusion or this attempt to control the message exactly, because it's so precious and it's so personal for this Mm -hmm. archetype that they can't separate from it so trying to control the message and when it comes out and how it's perceived is so much part of their shadow and what creates this miserly perfectionist that's such a good
1: point and yeah. like honestly if you're truly a channel it is none of your business what other people think about you yeah and like it's also none of your business to control when that Like when that message comes through, your job is to deliver that message with truth.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this happens all the time for stuff that we make. And you've talked about this a lot, especially even on TikTok. And I'm sure a bunch of you guys listening have had some kind of experience where you share something that you're like, this is it. It's gonna hit, and like people are not as jazzed about it right. as you expected. Right. And then something you kind of just like whipped out, thought nothing of. You're like, eh, whatever, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Ends up being the thing that hits home for people, and you can't control that.
1: No, yeah, you can't. And I mean, this gets to the point that like, if you are a creator, your work needs to be shared mm-hmm. <laughs> and experienced yeah. by the world to have an impact. So hiding it away in your cabin or cloister, like. That's the opposite of the point, you know, like the work isn't finished until it's witnessed. You haven't completed anything until like it's been experienced. Amen. (laughs) And of course, they can be just like really hyper perfectionist, you know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's not ready yet. It's not Mm -hmm. ready yet. It's not Mm -hmm. ready yet. Think of like the writer who's written their manuscript for 20 years and is like still, you know, the novel's not finished. It's like, okay, I don't know, maybe just publish it.
0: Yeah. And I also think because we get such instant feedback now, Mm -hmm. and if you're not prepared for that or used to kind of holding space for that and dealing with it, speaking to myself, (laughs) um, (laughs) that that can be even harder to overcome like that aspect of things like getting around the perfectionist thing. You might have finished it, but Mm -hmm. you're like, got to tweak it still, which Mm is why I love what they say about film. Like a film is never finished. Mm -hmm. It's abandoned.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: Because every director will say, yeah, you know, we have a few other cuts that I wish had made it through whatever. Or Mm -hmm. there's always the director's cut that's never finished. (laughs) So I think that's an interesting way to think about just giving up at a certain point. Like, not giving up, but releasing.
1: Yeah, it's never going to be finished. There's always something to, like, you know...
0: Podcast, for example, it. I can <laughs> always edit oh God. podcast yeah. more.
1: <laughs> well, because we're changing, like mm-hmm. we're evolving. And as our knowledge base grows, right, like we have a new lens through which to understand the work that we've already made or something right. we want to add on to it or whatever. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good point. What is it that they say about shipping your projects? If you feel proud of what you've shipped, then you've shipped it too late. <laughs> I, <like that. laughs> I know it's like that's true that's you know and, and shipping in this terminology just means like publishing something out to the world so yeah when i was in accelerator programs i would always say if you're a little embarrassed to publish you should be like mm-hmm. you should not be proud of what you're publishing mm. it's like that's that's good minimum viable product exactly <laughs> exactly so what's the strategy for someone who's a hermit and i'm so curious to know like who's feeling like a hermit out there remember that the hermit very much serves the community They are here to serve. They are here to be a channel. They are here to make art and create things that like make an impact on the general public. Make your reprieves intentional and thoughtful instead of reactionary, like a reaction to a backlash or a cancellation, which I think can happen a lot. Like I feel like we've seen that actually quite a bit where people instead of responding to criticism, say like, okay, well, I I guess I'll just like curl up in this hole and die then. Basically die to the public.
0: One thousand percent. They delete their whatever account Mm -hmm. continuously.
1: Mm -hmm. So make your reprieve a time where you are getting those downloads mm. as opposed to a reaction to something that's happening to you and then like drop those breadcrumbs i mean look at frank ocean he'll give us a little just a little mm. bit of something don't forget about me with the palette. you know so like drop your little breadcrumbs don't totally ghost and just as a heads up this archetype is often unacknowledged in their own lifetime so if you're cool with that great if you're maybe like i don't know that's me i don't know if i want to be that then maybe think about how the hermit might evolve into someone like the stoic Mm. or even into someone like the futurist potentially so wallace if you had to give yourself a sun moon and rising in the archetypes what would you be Well,
0: I gave myself, I'm like, "Mm, maybe I want to revisit this, (laughs) but I gave myself Sun and Evolutionary, Moon and Hermit, (laughs) I feel called (laughs) out, and Rising Futurist.
1: Nice. I like that. I definitely feel like you're the evolutionary sun. Yes. And also, I see you as like the Empire Building Futurist. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) Thank you.
0: the hermit we can work with
1: yeah but i don't know if you're like necessarily hermit vibes
0: no i think the reason i chose the hermit was because i think i identify with a lot of the shadow aspects <laughs> <laughs> maybe stoic maybe i'll replace that
1: yeah yeah and just as a reminder we have the trendspotting evolutionary the patron the stoic and then the two archetypes that we talked about today how about you I think I'm a Sun in the Empire Building Futurist, mm-hmm. Moon in the Stoic, mm-hmm. and then Rising Sign in the Evolutionary.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Transpotting Evolutionary. Definitely. I was, I like I that our that. Sun and Risings are kind of reversed. Make a sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah.
1: Although I definitely feel like in my heart of hearts, I'm a Stoic.
0: Oh, like through and through. I, I definitely, when I was reading that, I was like... I do. I have too much MG energy for the stoic, and you have a
1: lot. You have a lot of stoic. Well, I I think because I like to study. Yeah, like, totally. I really like. I mean, the reason I started holisticism is because I was like, I like researching, yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. like putting together an email. Like, yeah. I, I want to send this to people. Like, I research so much. I gotta make this worth a squeeze. Absolutely. Uh, if I had my druthers, that's like all I would do.
0: Well, you're good at maintaining a through line. Thank you.
1: I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah everything's interesting
0: in many different ways. So I see it. (laughs) I appreciate that.
1: So dear listener, which creator do you think you are? And also we recommend finding the creators that you love, the ones that you follow, the ones you're like, Oh my God, I can't wait to see what they put out next and like try to match them to an archetype. Which ones come up the most often for you?
0: Yeah. And which traits are you most attracted to evolving into Mm -hmm. which traits are maybe the most triggering can (laughs) point to where you'd like to evolve from and if all of this is a little bit confusing we are going to have a notion board for you yeah a little one sheet
1: yeah so you can see it all in one place maybe i'll even make a little quiz to go along with it Mm. to help you out but yeah See where you are. And then also one of the most valuable things about archetypes is that they make you feel less alone. Mm -hmm. We often as human beings have negativity bias and we assume that we are the only people that have felt something ever or gone through something ever in the world and that there's no potential pathway out. Like there's no solution. And the beautiful thing about archetypes is that they show us the solutions and the pathways from where we are to where we want to go or what could potentially come next. When we can identify what archetype we're embodying, we can see the pathway of that archetype, the archetypal journey. And sometimes if we don't like the archetypal journey that comes for that archetype, then that's a time for us to make a conscious shift to an archetype that we do want to embody or a pathway that we do want to take on. I actually think that the female founder archetype is really interesting because the way it's being created right now and some archetypes are more modern than others, but it's a meteoric rise Mm. based on like femininity Mm -hmm. and then a catastrophic downfall Mm -hmm. and then a sort of like phoenix rising through the ashes where the woman CEO is much more guarded, but also much more confident in their persona separate from like just being a female founder. So, that's an interesting archetype to follow if you're a female founder or a woman CEO and you're like, "Hmm, I really don't want to go through like (laughs) getting canceled. Then it might be time to look at some potential other leadership archetypes that you'd want to embody or find people who embody the archetype journey that you want to take. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that gets us to figuring out what archetype you're embodying right now when it comes to your creator archetype. That will also tell you what strategies that you might want to take on in order to find success and what you might wanna focus on based on the archetype and archetypal journey that you're setting yourself into motion. So we'll put all that together in a one sheet for you so you can figure out what your next steps are. Over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be talking about like the light side mm-hmm. of being a creator and also the dark side and the shadow and and burnout, which I think like most people fall on the dark side of creation because it's really hard to be in balance especially with the tools that we have at our disposal right now like i think instagram and social media sort of like trend toward burnout
0: mm-hmm. and to know what is imbalance for you will look different than somebody else and you mm-hmm. can use these archetypes to help guide you in that but also i think just knowing your personal energetic constitution and capabilities is helpful there
1: exactly yeah and really what we're talking about is like watching trends mm-hmm. right like When you know an archetype, you're able to see the direction that you're trending in. So we're also going to talk about the light side of creation and what it looks like to actually like harness those trends to be a creator that can be profitable, Mm -hmm. that can make money so that you don't feel like you're constantly, oh, I don't know, being consumed without getting anything back. Yeah, And that is actually like a very old wounding. It's part of the witch wound.
0: So let us know what you think and what archetype you are, what your sun rising and moon Archetypes are. Yeah. It's fun.
1: It is fun. It's always fun to do archetype stuff.
0: Yeah, you get to make your own story, write your own narrative, and it sounds cheesy,
1: but (laughs) it's fucking true. (laughs) What's your big takeaway now that you know your creator archetypes?
0: I think that it's interesting to reflect on the shadowy aspects because it's stuff that I already know Mm -hmm. about myself, but the evolution is helpful hmm. To see kind of, oh, it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to stay in these patterns. And what does an alternative narrative look like? Yeah. And I think that's easier for me to step into than thinking of like, oh, I have to create all these new habits and change this. And, you know, it's more fun and
1: creative to think about what does this look like to embody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I feel a sense of freedom when I know that my archetype can evolve as opposed to like, I'm going to have to be this futurist empire builder for the rest of my life. That sounds so exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like knowing I can evolve into the hermit or Mm -hmm. the stoic and like that actually sounds really juicy and good and fulfilling. Yeah. That actually gives me like something to sustain the work that I'm doing right now, you know, knowing that like, well, it's kind of not forever. So like I better enjoy it while I can.
0: Yeah, that's something that's interesting to think about, the impermanence of archetypes throughout the evolution. And, okay, while I'm in this right now and I know that it won't be forever and I will evolve, what are the really juicy bits that I can enjoy mm-hmm.
1: to the fullest? I think you have to be thinking about that all the time. I often used to worry <laughs> about influencers. Like, what are you going to do when you're, like, not a bikini model anymore? Yeah, like, yeah, how are you going to transition? And like write a
0: book. Now you're right. Honestly,
1: like, yeah, I think people have, like, we've been able to see so many people, like, on the stage in front of us, the digital stage, like, evolve who they are. And mm-hmm. that's been really cool.
0: Abs- I keep being, like,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I think that's the episode.
0: Yeah, that is.
1: If you want to go give us a rating and review, we would love that. We would we absolutely love, love that. We would love it. Five stars.
0: How about this? You get a
1: prize. <laughs> <laughs> we'll select three winners at the end of the month of April to win 10x your community constellation. It is. A powerhouse of a course that Holisticism made that helps you grow your community from zero people to thousands of people. And they say all you need are those first thousand fans. So if you want to learn how to do that, then go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll select three winners to win 10x your community constellation. And if you really want to learn more about your creator archetype, don't forget to go download the cheat sheet that's going to go along with this. It's going to give you some strategies for content creation, too, that I think you'll find really helpful.
0: And you just, all you have to do is write the review and you'll be entered. So super low stakes. It's really easy. You don't have to do anything. And 10X, your community constellation, if you're a content creator of any type, you can apply this to anything that you're doing. So it's really a philosophy of how to grow your community in any situation. Yeah,
1: content creator or like you're making a physical product or a digital product. Like anyone who needs a community, in which we all do. That's the thing. That's the rub. So yeah, go listen. And oh, by the way, we have another podcast. It's called Good For You. Oh. If you like writing reviews and exchange for prizes, well, you're going to love Good For You. <laughs> <laughs> so go take a listen. And just as a reminder, our event, Quantum Con, is happening on April 30th and May 1st. We'd love to see you there. You can grab tickets at holisticism.party. It's a two-day deep work retreat where we have curated every single moment just for you. There's a goodie bag that attendees get that's worth over $400, which is pretty much your ticket price, breakfast and lunch are included. And we also have programming with workshops every day in addition to the deep work sessions. So it's going to be really fun. It's based in LA.
0: We may or may not. As in, most likely we'll be doing some archetype work there. <laughs> We're among doing work <laughs> <yeah>. there. <laughs> how can we not? <laughs> yeah. And we'll be among the tropical landscape that is second home. So we'd love to have you. Yeah. And what a great excuse to work on something special over a concentrated period of time. Yeah, truly embody
1: your archetype. Yeah, get it done. All right, y'all. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.